Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Skull and Flowers podcast. I am Skull, and I'm here with flower number one. Hello, I'm Lavender. And flower number two. Hi, I'm Rose. And today, we are going to read the fable, The Mice in Council. And afterwards, we are going to talk about plans and responsibility and giving other people responsibility. With that, Rose, can you read The Mice in Council? Okay. The Mice in Council. Once upon a time, all the mice met together in council and discussed the best means of securing themselves against the attacks of the cat. After several suggestions had been debated, a mouse of some standing and experience got up and said, I think I have hit upon a plan which will ensure our safety in the future. Provided you approve and carry it out, it is that we should fasten a bell around the neck of our enemy, the cat which will, by its tinkling, warn us of her approach. This proposal was warmly applauded, and it had been all already decided to adopt it, when an old mouse got up upon his feet and said, I agree with you all that the plan before us is an admirable one, but may I ask who is going to bell the cat? Oh my goodness, do you think this is the same cat from before? Oh, maybe. Maybe. And, you know, nobody proposed any sort of mouse puppet decoy to distract him as bait, so that's kind of shocking. (laughs) Um, Okay, so who has a modern or different version of this fable that they can tell us? Yes. There were some aliens that were invading Earth, so the remaining humans had to group up and hide in a place where the aliens couldn't find them. So they could plan. So the humans decided someone needs to sacrifice themselves so they could distract the aliens while the other humans um, defeat the aliens. But then another guy asked, okay, that's a very good plan, but who's going to sacrifice themselves? That's right. That's right. The plan all seems well and good until you have to decide who it is. Okay. My first question is, how do you come up with a plan when you want to get something done? For example, do you just go with the first plan you have or do you come up with a lot of different possible plans? What do you do? Um, maybe if you're a pirate and there's like two pirates having a race to a treasure place, maybe they need to make like a few strategies that will help them. Yeah, I mean, all the times I've been a pirate have involved a lot of planning, <laughs> so I see what you're saying. Yeah, but maybe well, if you're on a swim team, um, you don't really, there's not really a strategy except like swimming it's on like, the right way. Okay, here's the plan. First, swim fast. <laughs> that's the whole plan. Maybe breathe like every three seconds, but that's it. Okay, how about you, Lavender? Um... Well, me personally, I usually come up with several different plans instead of just um, picking the one that I just immediately have. You're, you're, I'm a leap before you look. <laughs> uh, the ideal me definitely comes up with more than one plan, but some things that you are used to, that you know how to do, you kind of just do them on autopilot, so no plan necessary. But then for really complicated tasks like the Math. or or the constant pirate races our family gets into <laughs> you know we have to think about it a lot yes we do okay yes. so i think one of the problems is that the mice didn't spend enough time thinking about other ways to do this but what if they had 
and they decided this is the only possible way to get the bell onto the cat. What could they do to achieve it? They just had to decide which mouse would um, get the bell around. So do you think the key point is deciding which one? So I'm saying, okay, I've got a really dangerous mission, and Lavender, you're it. And since I picked you, the plan will be successful. (laughs) (laughs) Just pick the most skilled mouse? Pick the most skilled mouse? Okay. How else could they achieve it? Like, probably distracting it. Distracting it? With a mouse puppet or decoy. (laughs) Obviously, yeah. Um, if it was the only way, I I feel like it would be better if there were multiple people helping it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, not just one person, because in the story they were only thinking of one person for doing it. How do you know? Because you're like... Which mouse is going to do it? Like, Well, they didn't seem to plan it at all. They were just kind of... It sounded like it was actually going to be more like what Lavender suggested at the beginning. Like, all right, skilled mouse, here's your bell. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, but it raises an interesting question, right? So it's a pretty dangerous mission, right? So they have their concept of how they're going to put the bell on the cab. But how... Can you try to figure out if a plan is going to work before you do it? Maybe you'd like run a practice test in your head or like just pretend a practice test in real life and like think of all the possibilities that could happen. Like not all of them, but like mm-hmm. some of them. Or- so, so you mean you would think about like, okay, so you're saying maybe if the mouse are trying to get the bell on the cat and the cat turns around and looks at them, then they have to figure out what to do in that situation? Um, maybe, I mean, usually people would flee. Yeah, no, but I think that's absolutely right. A lot of people who are smart planners, they come up with their goal, and they think about what they want to do, and then they think, okay, what could go wrong if I do it this way? And if this thing goes wrong, what can I do next? Yeah, so to add on to Rose's idea, like, I don't know, like, maybe get a mouse to dress up as the cat and, like, they, like, pretend to try to get the collar or the bell on the cat and, like, just, like, try to predict what the cat would do. No. Mm -hmm. The best plan ever is to make a mouse stack and all of them will group together and it makes, like, a human so then they get a hand and they put a bell around the cat. I don't don't think there's that many mice. Yeah, these are very skilled mice. I mean, they can have a council meeting. So yeah, they can even talk. These are better than, these are more uh, skilled mice than the ones you might normally see. Um, okay, you're having a birthday party. What are some things that could go wrong? Um, none of your friends show up. None of your friends show up. Solution, eat all the cake yourself. <laughs> what are some other things that could go wrong? Uh, your parents forgot about your birthday so no you're having a party and it's at the house and all the guests show up and your dad is just in his bathrobe like what is going on um maybe um you forgot to like there's no time to set up decorations and get the house tidy yeah or um your baby sister is throwing up yeah, or the cake arrived late or something. Yeah. yeah, and so then do you actually want to plan for every single one of those? 
You, I guess you try to? Or do you want to choose the ones that are most likely to actually occur? Choose the ones that are most likely to For example, is your parents forgetting that the party is occurring when the party is at your house a likely problem? Mm, Not really. Unless they think that your birthday is next year. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you do have one parent who was a day off for an entire week on the date leading up to someone's birthday, so... (laughs) Oh... (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. Okay. So, yeah. And then another way to help plan for things that you don't know about are to listen to what experts have done in the future. For example, would you ever ask your parents for how to deal with a situation ahead of time? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's very nice of you to say, but, you know, (laughs) not very realistic. Okay. So now let's think about imagining um, learning something really difficult and it's very complicated to learn. I'm just going to choose an example. Let's say um, learning a language that no one in your family is familiar with. So let's say you wanted to learn Italian, okay? (laughs) And so whose advice do you think would be better to follow? Someone who has read 10 of the leading books that are the best books out there about how to learn Italian or the person who has actually learned it and tells you how they did it? Actually learned it. Actually learned it. (laughs) Okay, why? Why do you want to learn from uh, the person who already did it? Because they have the experience. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And, um, like, the person who read the ten books, like, might still not be able to like, learn Italian as easily as the one that actually knows Italian. Like, yes, they have read books about how to learn it, but have they actually experienced learning it? Yeah, no, I think Mm -hmm. that's great. So sometimes we call that a difference between theory and practice. And so, yeah, the theory of how to learn Italian easily is a lot different from someone who's actually done it. However... I don't want to say that the person who knows the theory is totally wrong because, as we all know, does just because somebody did something one way, does that automatically mean it's the best way? No. So this person who learned Italian, what if it took them five years to learn how to speak their first sentence? Uh, I don't think that's possible. (laughs) (laughs) But do you understand what I'm saying? That... Just because somebody did something one way doesn't really mean it's the best way all all the time. So usually it's actually kind of good to get a balance of theory and practice. Mm-hmm. Which leads us to those darn mice because those <laughs> mice have a plan that is pretty good in theory, but in practice it's really difficult because how do you <laughs> choose which person to actually choose to do it? You mean what mice to choose to actually yeah, what person mouse? Person, person mouse. <laughs> like, okay, so like, when you're on a team, how is how can you come up with a fair way to give work to people so that it gets done the best way, but you're not just giving other people the most difficult tasks? Take turns. Take turns. Work together. Work together. Yeah, and try and maybe try to figure out. One person might think something is difficult, but another person might not, and vice versa. So if you can get the right person on the job that's good all right so i think that is a good discussion about plans and planning and how to get things done and teams but let's do some flip morals 
What could the moral be if the mice decided on that plan for the bell and two mice were seriously hurt in in uh, carrying out the plan, but they did get the bell on the cat? I guess the moral would be um, you can sacrifice things to protect other things. Yeah, Something yeah, like I that. think sometimes, sometimes people do sacrifice their safety uh, to help others, and that's usually a very heroic thing. Especially yeah. in chess, like you, s- <laughs> yeah. you, you yeah. sacrifice your pieces to to like get their pieces or like get like a checkmate or something like that. Okay, what could be the moral if the first mouse spoke up, the one who came up with the plan, and said, "Don't worry, everyone, I'll do it." I think that's good because he was the one who thought of the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the because he takes responsibility for it. The one who thought of the plan should take responsibility for it. Okay, so it'd be you know feel free to come up with a plan that might be uh, dangerous as long as you <laughs> yeah. don't make other people. As long as you don't just give that to other people. Uh, that doesn't necessarily make it a good plan, but at least it's not just a case of. Being like, oh, somebody else, please do the dangerous part. Thank you. What could the moral be if the mice were just about to start their plan to put the bell on the cat? And then finally, that same old mouse said, why don't we just move next door where there's no cat? Well, I mean, they're kind of running away from the Yeah, cat. it's kind like, of like... We don't know if the cat was there first or the mice was there first. Um, but, like, the mice... Or, like, kind of, like, running away from the cat instead of standing up to it, I guess. Yeah, but on the other hand, if, like, aliens were invading Earth and they're like, we're going to destroy your house, I'd be like, I'd probably rather move out of the way than be like, all right, aliens, (laughs) I'm standing up to you. (laughs) Because I don't think the mice have much chance against the cat. Well, if the mice, like, all work together, then they could maybe... Like, I feel like, I feel like, um, like, running away isn't the best option, but it's a good option. It's one to think about in some situations. In some situations, like, if your house is on fire, you just be like, no, I'm not running away from my problems. (laughs) Okay, and then I think I have one more flip moral. Oh, this one, uh, okay, get ready. If you were the cat and the mice got the bell onto you, what would the moral be? I feel like it depends on what happened in the first part, to Uh be honest. Like, you don't know if the cat, what the cat's doing. Uh Uh-huh. Eating the mice. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you didn't clarify that. I was just (laughs) capturing this mice to give them high fives. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it was was capturing, if it was capturing mice... Um, then, and then they got the bell on it, I would feel like your actions have consequences. Okay, yeah. That's what I was gonna say! Okay. Sorry! (laughs) Well, great minds think alike. (laughs) And then I think it would be, maybe don't underestimate people who you think are less powerful than you are. It's kind of like the lion and the mouse, like how the lion gets trapped. So many mice. (laughs) After the lion calls him tiny, but then the mice helps the lion. Yeah, and that's a theme in a lot of adventure movies and stories is that the the bad character always underestimates, like, the nice people. You underestimated me. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and then, of course, I have to ask, 
How are you gonna live your life better having heard this fable? Have several plans before picking like one plan that you just think of right away. Okay, yeah. Rose? Um, plans, plans don't just come immediately. Mm-hmm. Good things don't come. Oh, what is it? What's the thing again? Good things don't come fast. Good things come to those who wait. Yeah, yeah. Good things come to those who wait. Yeah, and just to think about things, and and it's not enough to just come up with a plan. You have to think about how it actually works. So that keeps you from just coming up with something crazy. And then if it is something challenging, it is useful to think about what could go wrong and plan around that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now time for our next part of the show, since we've had a good talk about the Mice and Council. Hard questions for Dad. Woohoo! Lavender? Okay, during your time in school, like elementary through high school, which was the grade you had the hardest time in? The grade that I had the hardest time in? Hmm... I was in a school that went all the way up to 8th grade, so I was in the sa- with the same kids all the way through there. And mm-hmm. so I did the, one year to the next didn't really change much. We just had different teachers. And then, so I guess it would probably be my first year of high school just because that was the biggest change. But also there was a lot of really fun activities that I did in high school and I made lots of new friends so it was harder because of the challenge of going someplace new but all those challenges um, were fine because they led to mostly good consequences. Okay Rose? Okay what is your favorite colors over the years that you've lived? My favorite colors? (laughs) Yeah your favorite colors. Okay so when I was young it was definitely red. I really liked red. I even wanted my room to be painted red. And I don't mean like lightly red. I wanted it painted like bright primary color red. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which probably would have been a weirdly stressful room to live in. Yeah. And I probably begged and cried about not getting a red room at some point. <laughs> oh, really? Then... Afterwards, um, there's probably a long stretch of time where I did not think about my favorite color because not to, uh, not to frighten you, but in high school and college, you might not think about your favorite color that often. <gasps> yeah, but then it became blue. I like blue now. Yeah, blue is the best color. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Recommendations. Who's got a recommendation? Okay, Rose, you can go first. So my recommendation is origami because it helps with stress and it helps calm you down sometimes. So this is a Netflix show, right? Totally. <laughs> What's origami? Origami is like folding paper into shapes that you can decorate around your room. Okay. How about you, Lavender? Uh, a TV show called Gravity Falls. It's on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. It's it's kiddish, but like not too kiddish, and like it's just basically these two twins that have a lot of adventures with their great uncle. Okay. Grumble. So is it appropriate for most ages? Yeah. 
Is it funny? Yes. Okay, is it exciting? Yes. How much origami is involved? <laughs> like 1%? I don't know. I think they did origami. Well, there's that one with um, Paper Dipper. Oh, oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that's about it for the, today's exciting episode on the Mice and Council. Any final thoughts? Um, don't do anything risky unless you need to. Okay. Be smart. Plan. Plan. That's, that's totally what I said. And Lavender's final thought is of silence. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Skull and Flowers podcast. Bye. Bye.